You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. For some, it's the uh, semifinal weekend of the playoffs in uh, in fantasy football. And, and usually now, you, you know, if you're in the semifinal, normally you probably have a decent team with a little bit different, deeper of a bench. And now there becomes a, a few tougher decisions maybe to see, well, who's going to be my flex guy and such. So when you look at certain matchups here um, this weekend in the National Football League, are there any that are, are players like, I guess, like tight ends? Are there any tight ends that, you know, outside of the obvious three or four that you quite like this weekend? I mean, uh, there's. I mean, the, the streaming tight ends are always copious, and of course, the high end ones we're all clamoring for. But I mean, Pat Fryermuth against the Cincinnati Bengals might be one you could play on Saturday. Seems like a reasonable matchup there. Uh, the Bengals have been very generous to tight ends. Uh, the Texans have been very generous to tight ends, but you're already playing David and Joku, so that's probably not going to matter. I still like Tucker Craft, but the Carolina Panthers is not the best of matchups. I'm uh, not sure how you like about that, but uh, but uh, Logan Thomas going against the New York Jets. Jets super favorable match as well. So there there are these streamers floating around out there. If you do want to play them, I know we go in every season, Jason, saying, "Hey, we can we can just stream quarter stream tight end." Well, yes, kind of, but everyone's looking to stream the same tight end. So be careful with that. Uh, an interesting matchup this weekend has the 49ers and the um, Baltimore Ravens. And uh, if you look at it, you know, they're going head-to-head. Purdy or Lamar Jackson, who do you like better this weekend? Boy, that's it. You know, these are the ones where – and these are decisions you could easily have, right? These are the ones that are going to keep you awake at night. I'm, I'm ranking Jackson slightly ahead of Purdy. Uh, they're both tough matchups. I think you add in the mobility for Jackson, even though he hasn't been running as much. Um, I'm going to lean that way. This is one where there's not a wrong answer, and you're probably going to sit there and destroy yourself if you pick them wrong uh, by the end of time. But when you have two players in the same tier, and these guys are both in the starting tier, that's kind of how how it works out in the end. You're gonna you're gonna love or hate yourself. What What do you What's your thoughts on some guys? You know, like Pacheco. You know, there's lots of news that supposedly he's coming back for Kansas City, but they don't play until uh, until Monday, right? So they're the late game. And uh, everybody says he's going to be back. He's practicing. But what, what's your expectation for a guy like that? Are you thinking he'll come in and, and get all the reps like he was before? I, I do believe he will, as long as he's good to go. And you have to watch this one, see if he avoids the questionable designation, and you'll be very happy, and you'll go ahead and play him. And you'll know that in advance. You'll know that on Saturday or have a good idea of what, where that's at. But some players will have played. But you'll have the whole Sunday full of pivots to, to work with. And maybe if you've already picked up one of the Chiefs, the other running backs, you might be okay with that. Looking at how big of a game do you expect from T. Higgins without Jamar Chase in the lineup? Fairly big. I mean, I think this is a good opportunity for him. He came through in, you know, this past week, and, and I think uh, Jake Browning is a perfectly serviceable quarterback. I don't know that this is my, you know, my favorite matchup, but there's no Minka Fitzpatrick in this game. That won't, that, that won't hurt anybody's feelings as long as we can get past the pass rush. I think I have him ranked just well inside the the wide receiver two. It doesn't quite rise up the wide receiver one level, uh, but he's in that mix. And if you've lost to Jamar Chase or, or so, you know, you, you could make a pivot to Tyler Boyd as well if he's available out there on your waiver wire. So I, I got a lot of texts coming in from people. Uh, this is in a full PPR league, and you have Debo Samuel, Pittman, or St. Brown. You can dress two of the three as receivers. Who would you sit? 
Uh, I, so I think Pitton got into full practice today, so that is a good sign. Uh, but I think he's the one I'd sit. Coming off the concussion, I rank him slightly below those guys. And, and look, he's been producing at a top 10 level as well. So has Debo, and certainly St. Brown has as well. So uh, not an easy call. Those are the two I'd go with. What's your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence this weekend? Do you stay away from him automatically? Not automatically. I mean, he's been quarterback one over the last month, right? Basically uh, been been dominant. But there is a diminishing universe of weapons for him. It seems like Jay, Zay Jones is unlikely to play this week. And also, he did not practice again for the second straight day. It, you know, you, you get to that point in the concussion protocol where the time becomes compressed. You have to mm-hmm. go through a certain number of steps. And, and I think we're getting there with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and this would be the first game. If he misses this game, it would be the first he ever misses I think high school on. So uh, it would be a big deal if he does mess out. But, but I would, but if he's cleared, I'm playing him. Yeah, it's uh well, I would think so too, but you, you wonder about the concussion protocol factor, right? Um, you, you know, you hope obviously he's fine, but that obviously plays a, a big factor into it as, as you, you know, break down a lot of the numbers, you know, there, there's always been a few surprises. Ha, have you dug into like a guy, like why is Eckler being so bad? Like, I don't even think, he, I don't even think you can start him this weekend. Uh, you know, even though there's all the other injuries in, in uh, with the chargers, but Eckler, like he's got no quarterback. So how could like, right. would you play him? I would not play him. You're not getting the volume. And I think, you know, we're, we're looking at an NFL where this is by design, but, you have teams that literally go from zero to 63 in four days, right? This is the desired outcome of the NFL. They want this volatility. Uh, so what, as a fantasy manager, what do you do to combat the, the volatility? You use volume. You're not getting that with Eckler. And when he does get it, he's not doing a great deal with it. And some of that's the offensive line. Uh, seems like the scheme doesn't quite fit him with Kellen Moore in there. You know, they're going downfield more. So, that's probably been a limiting factor as well. And I wonder, I mean, I think it's fair to wonder, you know, whether that ankle has ever really become fully healthy. So, so that there, you know, we like to boil these things down to single variables. They're usually multivariable situations. But I think in his case, the, the one variable we don't like to talk about is there comes a point where running backs fall off the cliff and it happens suddenly. Yeah. It's possible he has. Well, we'll maybe learn more about that next year. But for right now, you're right. He's not, he's an he's a, he's a emergency flex play, basically. Bob Harris joins us from Sirius XM talking uh, fantasy football playoffs. And, Bob, there's been so many quarterback injuries. I think there's lots of people that now maybe don't have the quarterback that they wanted. Um, Goff or Minshew in a full PPR? I'm going to pretend like a, like the, uh, uh, an indoor game in Minnesota is semi-like a home game. I don't want to chase the points from Goff last week, uh, but I do want to play Goff, I think, in this one. Like, Michigan's been perfectly serviceable, and I think what we're seeing with these quarterbacks, guys, is, is, is like a few years ago, journeyman quarterbacks remained journeyman quarterbacks because they were just, you know, everything was kind of equal around. Now as the, as the receiving cores have improved, just in general in the NFL, the receiving talent is enough to drag these guys up the ranks a little bit. Guys like Nick Mullins, Gardner Minshew, etc., are all, like, viable. Help Baker Mayfield, let's go with him as well. All and he has a great matchup this week. By the way, love him this week. Joe Flacco uh, as well. Um, but but th- this is helping all these quarterbacks who kind of have previously just been just guys be a little more than just guys when they get on the field on Sunday. But for me, it'd be Jared Goff this week. Uh, the Minnesota defense is a little scary. They are blitz happy, and uh, hopefully he can hold on to the football. But he has the weaponry to get the job done. And I'm going to again pretend the indoor environment will remind him of Detroit, where he thrives. 
Yeah, it's funny how some teams, and I get it, the indoors, it makes a huge deal for you. Aaron Jones or a uh, uh, Chan? Who do you like as a running back? Uh, neither, uh, but probably would, go, <laughs> probably would go with Jones. It's it's not a great matchup, you know, uh, like not a desirable matchup, I think, for uh, for 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 the, the Packers' offense in general. Uh, but one thing you have been able to do last week, notwithstanding, I blame Arthur Smith for the B. John Robinson debacle in the rain. Uh, but you know it, you have been able to run reasonably well on the on the Panthers, and it's much harder to throw against that defense. So I go there. Look, Achan. Here's how you would look at this: if you're looking at your opponent's lineup, and he's that opponent is like loaded, right? You're playing tons of guys, or you're playing a Thursday guy that scores huge, and you need a swing for the fence play. That's going to be Achan every week, right? If you mm-hmm. need that guy that might get you the two touchdowns or whatever that high ceiling. He's it. If you just want to avoid the zero, uh, go ahead and go with you know, or you just need a solid floor. Go ahead and go with Jones. Bob, I'm going to ask. It's kind of a two part question. So, um, and this is my team, so I'm going to ask. So I have uh, I can go two running backs, obviously, and then a flex. I have Walker, Gibbs, and um, Pacheco. So I could play all three of them if I wanted and use one as a flex. But I also have Metcalf. I'm thinking about a flex. So if you obviously you got to go two, do you go three running backs and bench Metcalf or which two running backs and Metcalf would you play? I tend to go with the three running backs, especially. So like my, my two locked in would be Pacheco and Gibbs Walker. We're going to have to watch the injury report, but you know, and it's Tennessee defense is very tough. That would be the, that would be the decision point for me to Walker ran really well against mm-hmm. the Eagles, a very tough run defense, but they're tougher at home than on the road. Uh, the Titans, we saw last week, Devin Singletary lit them up on the ground. So maybe they're, you know, Jeffrey Simmons has been a difference maker. Maybe you watch to see if there's Jeffrey Simmons. Maybe that's the deciding point. I, I do, and Walker has a sore shoulder. So watch that as long as he gets on the practice field and off the injury report. He'd be my lean because he's such a big play threat. Uh, but it is a great passing matchup. So if you don't feel comfortable with Walker or you feel like Simmons is in there, or, you know, like we get to the nuance part of these. When you're splitting hairs, you got to dig down a little deeper. That's probably the level I go to. And, like, I'm fine playing Walker any given week. You know, Smith will be back. I don't know that I'm really worried about BK Metcalf. Whoever the quarterback is, I think I'm fine playing him. Uh, so I would prefer Walker. And uh, and if the things, uh, the associated uh, aspects scare me off, I'd be perfectly fine playing Metcalf. Again, trying to play the volume on these, uh, especially this time of the year, it matters. When you look at the Kansas City Chiefs receivers after Rice, it's awful. They can't, they, you know, they can't catch the ball. Does Patrick Mahomes, should he just throw to Kelsey, Rice, and then uh, his running backs out of the backfield? Should that be their strategy moving forward? Those would be the only guys I'm playing, so yes. But that aside, just for the Chiefs, probably also yes. I mean, it's just like it's not been good. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not just like not good. It's been detrimental to some degree, whether it's Kadarius Tony's uh, foul-ups or, you know, I mean, Mark was all this gantling. You know, this is not a new thing for him, not being able to corral the ball at, at key times. So, so yes, the answer, the easy answer is yes. And, 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 and also, I think it's something Kansas City is going to have to think about. They let Tyreek Hill move on because they decided they were paying their quarterback and not their wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think they may have to adjust that. They may realize they have to play both of those right now. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a super high-end free agent end up, you know, whether it's a Mike Evans or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, wind up in Kansas City next year as they realize they do need a true alpha wide receiver. And I, and not to, you know, that's not to say Rishi Rice couldn't turn into that guy at some point, but I think they need to go a step above that and to really separate themselves. 
Like uh, Godwin, Devontae Smith, or Montgomery in a flex full PPR. Pick two. Boy, God, Godwin's been running rampant the last two games. Huge target shares. But also this week's matchup is a lens itself a little more. They, they kind of funneled to the middle of the field the last two matchups. This matchup tends to t- tends to emphasize the outside, the perimeter a little more. I think that's going to work in Evans' fac- favor a little bit. So it's Montgomery, Devontae Smith, and Godwin. Montgomery's the first call for me, right? I mean, it's just an easy one. Whichever piece of that backfield, you know, if you, if you can't be with the love the one you love, love the one you're with. I'll play either of them, right? They're both having phenomenal years, Gibbs and Montgomery. So I'm playing that. Devontae Smith turned up with a knee injury, did not practice today. I'd watch that, but he'd be my choice uh, going up against the, the, the Giants if uh, if he's available and there's no injury designation. I would slide down to Godwin, who's, again, been phenomenal. It's been a two-game run like we haven't seen from him this year. And I do love the matchup overall against the Jaguars for that passing attack and for Baker Mayfield, but maybe leans a little more heavily on Evans this week, I think. Bob, awesome stuff, man. We appreciate it. Uh, how many leagues are you in? I uh, usually uh, slightly over, close to 40, I guess. Uh, you know, we're not counting best balls. That's up in the tr- double, triple digits, hundreds. Um, but uh, managed leagues, it's close to 40. And I've been dwindled down to fewer than 10. I think I'm in seven finals or heading into seven semifinals this week. 40 leagues. Well, obviously, it's your I job don't. to do it. But, man, like that, like you I, got different guys in every league. You can't cheer for anybody. It's very difficult. Well, yeah, there's no cheering. Um, a lot of this is just, you know, you drive a lot because it's part of the job and you want to be able to have made all the decisions that people are making. Um, and part of it is when you make lineups. You want to make a lot of lineups so you're making a lot of decisions. That said, it puts me at a bit of a disadvantage when I'm playing in people with fewer leagues. And, uh, and so, uh, so I'm very happy. I need to draft really well and have some good injury luck. Uh, because I'm not as I'm not as forceful on the waiver wires as some of my competitors, so it's a good time. Love doing it. There's leagues I pay way more attention to as well. Some of the more prestigious industry leagues that I want to, you know, shine in. But either way, uh, uh, it's it's a blast playing. Love this. I love drafting. I will I'll start drafting in February as soon as the best ball rooms open, and uh, and by the time the season starts, I will I will know ADP by heart in my head. It's a great way to do it. Awesome, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Bob. Appreciate you having me on. Name time.